I'm talking to the believers tonight. This Bible study, I'm talking to believers. Those of you who are non-believers, if you choose to join in, I pray that God speaks to you in the way that you need to be spoken to and meet you where you need to be met. But for those of us who are saved and walking this life, we got to make sure that we are upholding the commandments and the statutes and the principles wherein we are yearning and we're longing for the commandments to lead us in a, in a lifestyle that is going to be pleasing and presentable before our Heavenly Father. Look thou upon me and be merciful upon me as thou usest unto those that love thy name. Order my steps and thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over my life. Gambling, alcohol, drugs. Is that the same thing? Why are you judging people that say no? Anything that you choose to do to harm your body, yeah, that's simple. God didn't create you to destroy your body and harm your body. We got so many things fighting against us already out here. You, you don't need nothing. All these carcinogens and all this air pollution carrying on and you trying to take vitamins, exercise, eat healthy, and you still got to fight all of those other forces. Why then put something extra on yourself intentionally by you choosing to give yourself over to an addiction? And you got to ask God to deliver you from that. Lord, bring me into it. Show me what program or whatever step, 7, 10, 15, 20, whatever program. Show me what I need to do so I can be free from this thing. But Lord, deliver me so that you are not giving yourself over to iniquity. Nothing, no habit, no person, no thing, nothing should cause for you to have a severance between you and your father. I've heard testimonies where people said, I was high one time and I prayed and I asked God if you delivered me from this this time. I never do it again. I've heard people pray while they were high. Yeah, I've heard people have testimonies like, like that. But for those who, who who hear those types of testimonies, God is presenting that testimony to you so that you don't have to fall prey to that. Testimonies. Remember, talk about testimony. Tell them testimonies. Your testimony is going to bring somebody else out. Your testimony is going to help somebody else. But we have to make sure that we do not allow for iniquity lying. We cannot allow for iniquity to keep us from pursuing after the things of God, wherein we are out of order in our steps with them. Gambling. Some people don't want, they'll gamble before they pay their bills, before they pay their mortgage, their, their rent. Don't do that. That's an iniquity. To be irresponsible intentionally because you want to give us your, your earnings over to a habit, that's not being disciplined. That's not being a disciple. And we have to be careful of that. You know, I'm going to say something about them credit cards. I'm going to say something about that, that excessive shopping. Anything that you do excessively is not good. It's not good at all. You go into the store, you know the kids have to have bread, milk, pampers. They have to have, you're a parent now. I'm, okay, I'm being real. You're a parent now. You can't be selfish and say, oh, I'm going to store and I'm going to buy this $200 pocket. I'm going to buy this $300 blouse. And then when you get home, mommy, I'm hungry. Daddy, I'm hungry. And you don't have no food to feed your children. Woe be unto you. You're like an infidel. If you can't take care of your household, if you can't take care of the things that you've been assigned to and be a good steward over it, you are like an infidel. And you have to ask God to deliver you from that. Because what does it do? What, what, what that, that splurging on shopping, that impulse shopping is going to keep getting you into debt. 
deeper debt, deeper debt. And before you know it, you're depressed, you're oppressed because you're trying to figure out first and how, how in the world that I get here and how in the world am I going to get out of it? But you made that choice. So stop it. Let's stop that. Ask God for deliverance. Oh, tonight I made, I, I, I was trying to t- speak from the, the psalm and talk about testimonies and internalizing things within your soul to keep you. But tonight, maybe look, the Lord is leading the lesson to be centered around deliverance. We got to ask God for, de- for deliverance to take us out of these things that are keeping us from progressing forward. That's keeping us from drawing close to him. Let me talk about food. We like food. Food is good. A lot of celebrations are 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 centered around food feasts, right? Banquets, all of those things. Nothing wrong with it, but you got to th- also remember you got to do things in moderation. You sitting somewhere, you keep eating these bad food, these I'm making bad choice, bad food uh, selections. You keep getting these different um, ailments when you visit your doctor, high cholesterol. When they start telling you these things and they start giving you a number, you got to say, okay, it's something I I got to do. I got to start eating better. I got to start fasting. I got to start watching my portions. You can't sit somewhere and just say, oh, I like food and just think that you can eat three or four plates of whatever you want, especially when it's not healthy and think nothing's going to happen to you. Come on, especially when you get older, you got to even be more wiser about it. You have a glutton spirit and you have to ask God to deliver. Yeah, I said it. I know some people mad about it, but don't be a glutton. Don't sit somewhere and just stuff your face where you make yourself sick. Ask God for deliver everything. We can enjoy life. God is a good God. You can see that by the way he created this earth for us to enjoy. The sun, the moon, the the stars, the sky, the ocean. Ooh, the beautiful waters, flowers, trees, grass. All of this was for us to enjoy. But everything that we do, we need to make sure we are disciplined and we do it in moderation. Somebody ain't going to like that, but that's okay. I love you anyway. Let that go deep down where it needs to go and let that work on whatever nerve it needs to work on so that God can deliver you and bring you through. All right, here we go. 134, deliver me from the oppression of man. So will I keep thy precepts. What is the oppression of man? You know what the oppression of, of man is? Allowing for what man says and does affects you. And then it causes for you to become oppressed. And see, that's why that scripture says, so will I keep thy precepts. See, when you keep the precepts of God, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God's going to do what? Raise up a standard. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Weapons going to form, but they're not going to prosper. The flood going to come, but the standard going to be raised up to block it. See, the precepts is what's going to keep you from falling into oppression. See, but if I never study the word of God and I don't understand that I'm going to be attacked, I'm going to be by, I'm going to be perplexed. I'm going to be uh, uh, attacked. Things are going to come from the left and the right to try, try and come at me. But I have an understanding that to every one of those things, God has my back. God has a source. God has a way of escape. God has a covering. God has a blessing. God is a keeper. God is a lifter. God is a deliverer. And whatever these things that are going to come my way, our God already got my back. I'm already covered and I already win. See, but if you don't study the word of God to have a greater understanding of that, you will allow for yourself to fall into oppression. The oppression of man. That's what the oppression of man is. 
Because how in the world did Nelson Mandela spend all of that time in prison and he still, I mean, the man came out buff. How, how, how you come out with muscles out of a prison room? They not hardly feeding you. They not letting you go outside. Look, the man, he said, look, they ain't gonna let me go outside. Let me bench press on, on the tip of this little cot they gave me. Let me do some push-ups. Let, let my body, my mind, all of those things Nelson Mandela had to work on. And that took discipline because he easily could have fell into the oppression of man and said, you know what? Let me find my bed sheet and hang myself up in this cell somewhere. Let me find a piece of something to try to get. He didn't do that. He did not let the oppression of man cause for him to lose out on the story that God had for his life. For the assignment that God had put on his life to set his nation free. My God, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Do not allow for the oppression of man to cause for you to forget about the precepts of the word of God and who God is and how mighty he is to ensure that the very assignment that he has for your life, he's the author and finisher of our faith and he is just to complete what he has destined for you to do. 135, make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy staff. You got to be, you got to be teachable. You know what? No matter what, where you are in life, I don't care how old you are. You are a 80 year old man can learn something from a four year old little boy. Mm -hmm. A 70 year old woman can look at a 15 year old teenage girl and learn something brand new and vice versa. But you got to be willing to have a mind that is teachable. Allow for the Holy Spirit to teach you and the vessels that he brings into your life. Allow for yourself to be humble enough to receive and have an ear to hear when the Spirit of God is speaking through them to drop knowledge and wisdom or give you advice for you to be successful in life. Some of us, we just get to nobody can't tell you nothing. You get mad. Let me tell you some husbands. Let me tell you something wise. When you, when God, when you're praying, you say, Lord, help my husband, help my wife. And God start working on them and start helping them. And they come to you and say, listen, I read something. The Lord showed me that. Don't get, oh, well, how you going to tell me something? No, 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 no. Shh, shut your mouth. Humble your spirit. Have an ear to hear. Sometimes couples say, I'm grown. Who are you telling? I know this and I know how to do that. Okay. What's grown? You, you, you grown, you haven't fully arrived until you meet your maker. And as long as you're still walking on this earth, okay, you haven't fully grown. <laughs> so you're still growing. Until we leave this place, we're going to continue to grow. We have to continue to develop. There are so many stages of humankind, all the way from the time when you are a fetus in your mother's stomach, all the way up until the time where they say ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to be teachable. We have to be willing to, to be able for God to speak to us through the vessels that he sends our way and have a discerning eyes and be discerning in our spirit to know when God is sending us a message for us to be still and know that he is God. Concluding scripture to this uh, uh, chapter here. Uh, rivers of waters run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. Whenever you find yourself in a state of just always crying, a state of always feeling like it's just not working out for me. You have to see God. You have to go and do an internal evaluation of yourself. Review yourself. Examine yourself. 
you keep having these these rivers of water because you just crying, you just crying. You have to really check yourself and say, is this because they keep not thy law? Are my eyes always swelling up because I'm not keeping the law of the Lord? Are my eyes always feeling like a river, like an ocean, because I'm not adhering and obeying what the Spirit is saying to me? Because there is a time when we cry and we're happy and we're crying, or there's a time when we feel like, Lord, I'm going through, and God will take those tears and he'll put them in a valley and turn them around and pour them out as showers of blessing. But then there's times when we sit in places and we cry because we have been disobedient. We have been disobedient. And we know who God is. We know how great God is. We know what God has done for us, but we still keep doing what we want to do, operating in our flesh and not operating in the spirit of the law that God has created for us to live an enriched life. So we got this piece, pay from the book of Psalm 119, 129 to 136. And this for us to internalize, to check ourselves, to make sure that our testimonies, we keep them internalized so that our soul can be encouraged and our, our, our being can continue to be strong and go forth. We have to long for, 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 for our hearts to keep the commandment of God so that we can live a blessed life. We want blessing, but let me tell you, for every blessing, you got to put some work in. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that the work always got to be hard, but it is difficult sometimes to keep your mouth shut when people are gossiping and talking about you and God's telling you, don't give into that. You got to discipline yourself to hear the voice of God, obey that and control your spirit where you're not snapping and going off on people. You know why? Because around the corner, there's an executive person looking at you. There's a pastor watching you. There's a parent looking your way and they're seeing how you're going to react. They're seeing what you're going to say. And, and when words come out of your mouth that are not offensive, but words come out of your mouth that are calm, that are loving, despite what else that is going on around you, God then blesses you with what? A good name. And a good name is better than riches. And God will bring you before great men and women of God because someone else has to know. I've seen how that person handles hard situations. I've seen how that person deals with conflict, people that are combative. And it'll, it'll bring you into a new light, into a new place where God will shower you with blessings. It's hard to save that money up. Yeah, it is. You, you oh, I want that pocketbook so bad. Nope, Holy Spirit said, go, go put that change up. Put it in an envelope, put that mark, mark, mark the amount on it, the date you put it in, and seal it up and put it away. He keeps telling you that. He keeps training you to do that. And it's hard. You holding that envelope saying, <laughs> I want to go get that outfit. Oh, I want to go do it. Yeah, it is hard. Oh, but the blessing. How about Shanda? After a year, when you start following well, how much God tell you to put in every envelope and when 52 weeks done calculated up and you done seen that you saved $10,000, 15000 honey, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. But it took some work. You had to put some time in. You had to put some discipline in. Come on. like We, we talked about the glutton spirit. Yeah, yeah. You sitting tight, your pants tight. You know, your little blouse and buttons fighting to stay close together. The Lord said, push away from that table. The Lord said, go ahead and fast. Come on, come on. You could do the little get up, go walk, 
Go walk around the corner. Just walk two times. Ooh, I don't want to. My bed feel comfortable. I just don't feel. I just want to watch up. Get up, get up. You obey. That takes discipline to obey the voice of God. That takes discipline to go and exercise. What happens? Two weeks go by. Two months. Six months. Oh, you done passed by. There you go. You done shed you a good 20, 30 pounds. And you looking in the mirror. You're feeling good. You're looking good. Sweetheart, that's a blessing. But it took some work. Don't ever think a blessing just happened just to happen. Somebody did something. Blessings are the reaction of someone's action. You got to put some work in. You got to be disciplined. And these things are going to happen and they're going to work on your behalf. Stop crying rivers or waters because you have not followed the precepts of the Lord. There's blessings in you being obedient. There are blessings in you being disciplined. There's blessing in you making the choice to say, I yearn after the commandments that God has for my life so that I can be blessed and highly favored. I pray that God will keep you, that he will meet you where you need to be met, that the blessing of the Lord will continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. Until we meet and speak again, walk with God and he will walk with you. God bless you. Love you, family.